Blog Talk Radio. Begin by bringing your attention.
us at hst at ttlomedia.net with any questions, concerns, or any topics you want us to um, talk about, feel free to email us again at hst at ttlomedia.net. And of course, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Healthy Soul Talk. Yes, there we go. You know, it's good to be here. It's a beautiful day, a beautiful <laughs> evening. I'm excited. The closer we're getting to the end of the year, uh, but coming up to Christmas, a lot of people are getting in the mood, the right spirit, and, you know, I just want to help somebody along the way. Uh, but, you know, before we get started, I got to check in with my two favorite producers here. How are you all doing? I'm well. I'm You're well. well. I, got, I got, this is, I got a half a day of school left. A half. A half a day. Meaning you get out early tomorrow? 12.30. Are, are you leaving right out at that time or do you have 12, to say? 12.25. Oh. My car will start. The auto start. The brand new starter. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and when I say brand you new. You have to make sure all the kids go home mm-mm, and nobody's mm-mm, left. Mm-mm. Auto start. <laughs> 12.25. At 12.30. Wow. I will be pulling. They they know my pulling out. Huh? You gone? You just to rap? I think the the great uh, quartet R and B gospel quartet, (laughs) formerly known as the Gat Band, used to say, "Burn rubber on me, Charlie." (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! I never ever had a love. Put the pedal to the metal. Oh. (laughs) 
that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you get to get your focal cords ready now. But what, oh, hey, I'm, mm, 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 me, no, you, 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 right. <laughs> I'm so good. Tell you what's going on. Still well. Come on. She keeps us grounded. <laughs> you don't be here on the other days. Okay. She only do that for you. She only grounded on your show. Okay. Did I lie? Glad you're here. Glad you're here. You're going to get it. You are going to get it. <laughs> Welcome, you all. Come on, check on in. How you all doing? How your week going so far? Happy Christmas, Mary. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Welcome, Felicia. She sent us something today. I got to check it out. Was it a drink or was it a song? Was it a drink? What? I didn't. Oh, y'all, y'all got something? What'd I get? Oh, let me. Mm-mm. Let me look and see. But thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, listen. You ready to get into it? I guess. All right. So, so I gotta explain. My you music. got some explaining to do. Okay. So, so listen. <clears throat> oh wait, let me get the, let me get the music ready for my. Cause I got to spell some music. I, for I my got. Segment. Listen, I was like, Lord. <laughs> um, I got questions. Mm. Right. I got questions, and, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about you know talking about the Christmas spirit and mm-hmm. what all goes into Christmas. And, I, you know, we started out with the caroling and I was like, okay, you know, but a lot more comes with, you know, what we do this season. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought about the mistletoe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was like, wow, okay, obviously that's uh, connected to kissing. And I was like, hmm, what does the Bible say about a kiss, mm. right? Okay, then. And, and, and what, what, what I thought about was not the the the, uh, the unholy kind, right? The, the the kind that leads us into the flesh and other things. But I thought about the connection, um, you know, when it comes to affection, right? Um, I thought about the kiss because I've seen that in scripture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when I actually put this in, this question in, um, I got more information about the holy kiss, Mm. Right, how mm-hmm. you know, more so in the New Testament, and they greeted each other it was a sign of um, mm-hmm. acceptance and um, particularly welcome. Right, you literally it's like a salutation. Mm-hmm. Right, a greeting, and um, and then I thought about okay, you know, why don't we embrace that concept enough? Right, and I know we. we Pre-COVID, right? Because mm-hmm. I know you just can't walk around kissing everybody. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So for me, though, right, um, and, and I pose this question to you, obviously, because I feel like um, in my experience, when it comes to kissing, right, it's always, well, mostly been in within the realm of when you abstain, Right in the abstaining field of sex. So no hugging, no 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 kissing, no affection, because that leads to other things. It's like an automatic, you start kissing somebody or you kiss someone, mm-hmm. right? Not even in the passionate way. Then that's a sign of you giving into your flesh, mm. right? And so I was like, you know, wow, what happened to the purity mm-hmm. of a kiss? If we look in scripture, how did it get lost along the way? 
right? Mm-hmm. When we see both sides, we do we see both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Of that particular type of affection, but we don't talk about the quote unquote holy kiss or substance around it as much as we do. Don't don't get your soul sent to hell for sinning, right? And fornicating mm-hmm. of the sexual gratification that typically is, um, you know, associated with kissing, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of where my head headspace was when I thought about that and, you know, um, so, what it used to be, what it could be, mm-hmm. but what we talk about the most. Okay. Right, because, and I think about that in the church, right, in saying, like, um, if, if, a, if a guy came up and kissed um, a young lady on the cheek, right, on the outside, someone's probably in the corner talking about, oh, he over there, you know, trying to smooch or, you know, try to get in more on the flesh side mm-hmm. versus in certain cultures, a kiss is most appropriate, right? In certain cultures, it's a sign of respect and acceptance. It's still um, not necessarily religious-based, but, you know, this is how we greet each other, whether that's a man kissing, you know, another man in a greeting. That actually happens in other cultures. And it's not – um. I can say it's not perverted, right? It's not looked at it as a perversion. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I was with what 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 happened along the uh, we can go westernized culture or our culture in the church where a kiss is so now unholy. Okay. Right. So I'm gonna stop because uh yeah I can go all day long because you know I ain't gonna lie some of my kids and led to something so you know I gotta hear. Well, you got how many? Don't do that. So we gonna help somebody, right? We gonna help somebody. All right, what you got? All right. <laughs> I see. Felicia says. SoundCloud mix, not a drink. <laughs> Don't give your pearls wine. That's what the Bible says. Yep, mm-hmm. and the Bible mentions a holy kiss, First Peter five and fourteen. Hey Angela, so true, so true. No perversion intended initially. So let's okay. So I, I, I was trying to, I, I was listening intently, trying to figure <laughs> out where because I, I don't think I still heard the part where you got this from. Did I miss that? Oh, I was, I was in, um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about mm-hmm. the concept of kissing. And Just I out the blue. Because like, we're talking about a time to be affectionate. Don't do that. Because you. I told you I was in a space where I was just like, Lord, right? What does the Bible say about affection and, and appropriate in display of affection? And not all of it leads to. The Healthy Soul Talk dating hour is coming up soon. We're going to be having that. Uh, oh, that's Mr. Bangham. I can't answer you right now, sir. <laughs> There's yeah. a healthy way to show affection because I want to help somebody who really feels like, you know, affection is only shown if you're interested or, or it's distorted or it's considered a perversion. And now somebody's sitting around needing, a, needing love. I think that that's a sign. That's a demonstration of love. Mm-hmm. But it's been distorted. It's been tainted. So I was like, Lord, what do you say about kissing in the Bible? Okay, so let's 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 be clear. Let's, let there is no so that we have no ambiguity between a holy kiss and yes, absolutely and every other yes. kind of kiss. 
<laughs> right? Uh, because there's different kisses. When you kiss your child on the cheek or the forehead when you haven't seen them in a while or whatever, that's 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 the kiss. That's, the, that's all of them are signs of affection. Yes. Right. Yes. In certain cultures, it is the normalcy to greet each other with a kiss on the cheek. Yes. Even uh, in certain cultures, it's even for men in some cases, mm-hmm. that is the standard. I think mostly it was a European type mm-hmm. situation, European, Spain, and, all, and France and those things. Uh, but when you move to the area of, of, you talked about over here in North America, where things are a little bit different, we don't, we don't do such things. I've heard, because even in, in Paris and in Europe, you know, I've heard stories of women from America that go there and they're walking down the street and just some whatever man just decides to pinch them on the butt. That's normal over there. Yeah. Like, you know, that, yeah. I, to me, that just seems like, what? That's what y'all do? So, um, but again, if we're talking about from a biblical, a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. uh, there's a few scriptures. Uh, I believe one of them was Romans 16 and 15 or something, or 16, where it says, greet one another with a holy kiss. Yes. Uh, all the churches of Christ greet you was, was, the, was what was said. That's, I forget which version mm-hmm. that is. But that's what we're talking about. You're greeting one another with a holy kiss. It literally means a kiss on the cheek. Yes. It literally was a kiss on the cheek, right? First uh, uh, Corinthians talks about uh, all brothers send you greetings. Greet one another mm-hmm. with a holy kiss, yes. right? Uh, then Second Corinthians says, greet one another with a holy kiss. First Thessalonians 5.26 talks about Greet all your brothers mm. with the holy mm-hmm. kiss. Um, it, it, it's, it's a, when it goes from, there are different, there's different levels to affection, yes. right? Because, yes. because I care about you in a platonic way. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be happy for you, kiss you on the cheek and call it a day. Right. Like, oh, good to see you. God bless you. Keep it moving. Right. Right. But that is the day and age we live in. That might be your intention. The receiver might be on something else. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I that's what, you know. I feel like that's where the understanding has to be, right? Like I think that's part of the reason yeah. why it's not done. Okay. Because okay. if if it could be a hundred percent innocent on, let me just say from the from a preacher standpoint. Okay. It could be hundred percent hundred percent innocent, but if sister so and so ain't been kissed in three years. <laughs> you know your your innocent kiss on the cheek might have caused some malfunction or some functions that ain't. <laughs> I'm just saying what I say. I'm just... <laughs> so you so you so you have to be careful, right? So that's why it's but even with you know. But I I I I think I think COVID probably helped a lot because yeah. if y'all went 19 months without kissing anybody that you weren't supposed to be, you'd be all right. Huh? I don't get no help. So I just, <laughs> I just think that that that's what it is. But again, uh, uh, the ki- kiss between a man and a woman, romantic, who who is not romantically interested in the other person, that is fine. But then there's, this is example. Those scriptures were an example of how kissing could be used in a non-sexual way. Yes. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, kissing in a sexual way is one of the things you know you know it when you see it. Or feel it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. if a boyfriend and a girlfriend feel the same way that they kiss is, is you know, so I guess here's the thing, too. If you are two Christians, right, boyfriend and girlfriend, and you feel the same way that, they, that their kiss is honoring the Lord and it's simply it's a loving sign of affection mm-hmm. rather than a sexual experience, yep. 
then there's biblical grounds for that kind of kissing. Okay. But I, but again, most boyfriend girlfriend kissing very easily can lead into uh, to lead to sexual kissing, which then would turn into something sinful or could possibly right turn into something yeah, sinful. And, and and I think about that, you know, in understanding um, as as a culture, as a, as an American culture, as society, how mm-hmm. that that type of affection mm. worked wonders back then you, you know what i'm saying as as it relates to connection and respect right mm-hmm. and signs mm-hmm. of i accept you for who you are right it was it was presented mm-hmm. as something that was pure and genuine and so now even just over the years um i noticed like pre-covid people who come up to you and and, and when they they touch your cheek and they, they kiss away Mm-hmm. From your cheek, I don't know if I'm describing that right. Oh, you talking about like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. like, but that to me that's that that's counterproductive to the concept of are you, is that just why why do you do but that? But isn't that what isn't that what the whole mwah, mwah thing was on the side of the? No, we did that. That's not what was. That's not what's done in other cultures. They actually kiss. Oh yeah, they, they lips make contact with yeah, the, with but the, with we kind of like this. Okay, well, your kiss is. In the air, it did. It. I didn't feel the energy. I didn't feel. It was the intent. You weren't supposed to feel it. No. Now keep your intent. <laughs> you sounded a little <laughs> violent. <laughs> Different kind of show, ain't it? <laughs> oh, you know what? Because I've seen. Uh, I just. I just. Want, I just wonder how people feel I if, if I kiss you on the cheek uh-huh. and you don't kiss me back like your lips go to the air mm-hmm. i don't i don't what what does that mean maybe you got on too much ruage ruage what is ruage is that makeup oh my grandmama because they rude oh she used to say give me some you ain't got no ruage on my really ruage. really ruage. really yeah nobody want all that stuff on we don't wear makeup Oh my God. I'm just saying. Okay. Listen, I'm trying to help the people. You swear. Right. See? You're not even supposed to be. Right. You mess around have a. How close are you getting? You need to get a kiss or a hug. What are we kissing and hugging? And for? it's got to be the church hook. Right. With the hip in. With the hip. Man. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so this chair, this chair, this chair, this chair, Listen and look closely. Right? Uh-huh. So then it's like, oh, hey! <laughs> and then if there's somebody that you know suspect, you just do the one arm in. <laughs> and you keep this one out and you, you, you raise it so that everybody behind you see that this hand was free uh, the whole time. What? Yeah, because I used to get hugged all the time and I had to smoke cigarettes. I got to get hugged by certain people. Really? Okay, back to what we are. Yeah, you get a whole back massage in the process. Oh. Hey, Reverend. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, you have to be careful. There's still a such thing. Right. How long that hug on that? you got? Why you got all right? Right, the timer went on instantly. And, and just so you know, the timer started before the hug even started. They started with the look. Right. And the as soon as they saw you, 
making the attempt. The beep, 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 right. Okay. Right. I'm trying to help the people. Uh, Fellas, I'm trying to help you all out. So is it possible for us to get back to uh, holy affection? Or are we, are we a lost people when it comes to that? I think it's possible. And, and this is why I say that. I, we're going to talk about this more in, in 2022. But like how physical contact in the church mm-hmm. is so perverted. Mm. Right? It's so it's so perverted and distorted. And so and so when you think about there's there are many people who come into the church not seeking that type of affection for love as in, in um intimate love mm-hmm. but because I don't have family. I don't have anybody in mm-hmm. my personal space. So mm-hmm. when, when I think of church, I think of, you know, when, when, when the pastor say, go around and hug somebody, three people, or, you know, the way we used to do in our culture, mm-hmm. you'll be surprised how many people come to church to get, right, that particular type of love because they don't have it in their life. So, so it's not always um, a person who's experienced, oh, Every time I go and hug or kiss someone, uh, uh, um, I get they get turned on. You just have some people who who are flat out um, fake. I with their approach in the church and saying they are, you know, I, comfort and, and and we are here to, you know, meet your your emotional and spiritual needs and you know we a church is designed as we clearly see in the Bible, to greet a certain way. Now, do we have to do it exactly like that? No. But I think there's a whole lot of faking going on, too, um, that has nothing to do with you thinking somebody wants you after you give them a hug or kiss. Like, I, I've been hugged over the years, and sometimes I wonder, what was the whole point, right? Because that was, um, you could have just said hi and kept it moving. You, you definitely I'm, I'm didn't trying have to, to follow. <laughs> No, I'm talking about the the. So the hug felt fake. Oh, it was like it was because some 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 people really think that um every time they hug somebody, that person wants them. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like there's just some people who who really give affection a bad name because they think that every time they show somebody affection in the church or in whatever setting, like they always want them. That is good. Yeah, but I ain't talking about accepting everybody. I'm talking about those who walk around giving it, right, and, and don't give it in the right spirit in terms of why you're just walking around touching folk and you're not actually greeting them, right? Oh, Which just the, 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 the whole, oh that oh so it's like the, it's like the church pervert just going around to get his free fields in. That's what I'm hearing you say without you saying it. Yeah. That's what that's what she's saying. Yeah. It, he, ain't it, greet, he ain't never said praise the Lord or God bless you, correct. sister. It's, it's just, just mm. Mm. <laughs> Look at my cute MG. <laughs> I, I, I think... Well, I, I, that's why I, talk, I asked that question. Felicia said, what's the topic? Uh, lost. <laughs> what does the Bible say about a kid? I think, I think the, the, the other side of it is when you talk about that greeting period, uh, one of the things I used to say at the old church, because when when I, uh, I knew there was a lot of, um, for lack of better words, cliques and drama 
mm-hmm. going on and people kind of stayed with their own. And yeah. I used to try to break up that monotony. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I remember one Sunday, I did it a couple of times. One Sunday I said, I literally said, when y'all come to church next week, intentionally sit completely opposite of where you normally sit. Okay. Right. And then one week I literally said, nobody did it by the way. Uh, and then one week I said, now get up. And when we did the greeting, cause we would greet guests mm-hmm. and visitors. I literally said, go and hug somebody. You haven't hugged. Like I would like, like for instance, next couple of Sundays going to yeah. be the next Sunday. I would literally say, go hug somebody you haven't hugged all year. Mm-hmm. Or go greet somebody you haven't greeted or spoke yes. to in six months. Yes. Because at, at that, we, we're in church. If you, can't, if you can't show love, I ain't say you have to like them. Correct. But if you can't show love enough in that moment, then when right. can you? Right. Right? Because I'm not telling you to go out to eat dinner with them. Yes. I ain't telling you to go break bread no, with them. Right. I'm right. saying in, the, in, in, in a sign of our Christian love, Correct. you yes. should be able to accomplish this. Right. And, and it's not you being fake. Mm-hmm. That's you saying, I love God enough to trust God enough that I'm doing this and he ain't going to let nothing rub off right. on me. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's kind of where I was with that question. There, okay. You know? Cuffing season. What? Yeah. Oh, she, she said folks homeless out here. Let me stop. Oh, Lord. All right. So so that was my thought. Okay. Right. Like, you know, why we don't talk about the holy kiss. We always talking about the other. The unholy one. The other side. Okay, then. There we go. Now, listen, sticking with kissing, you know, I have a did you know fact. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me get my music ready. Did you know mm-hmm. uh, in Hartford, Connecticut, it is illegal for a man to kiss his wife on Sundays? And, you know, I, I, I really put this in several search engines because I was like, really, this sounds kind of odd. But, yes. In Connecticut, it's illegal to kiss. It is illegal for a man to kiss his wife on Sundays. And if they're out in public in scenes, they actually can be arrested. Don't do that on Sunday. No, we're not going to play this in the greeting section. You will get arrested. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> in Connecticut. So in Don't Connecticut, it's against the law to kiss your wife on Sunday. Out in public. And in, in Hartford, Connecticut. That's what it said. Is this the updated law? You it's should... a, I've, I've seen I've seen it in several search engines, <laughs> uh, uh, and so yeah, I was trying to find something that that you know says it's not so. Uh, never heard of that at all. Wow. <laughs> I, I did. I tried to make some sense out of it. It's a whole lot of stuff out there, too, um, about intimacy in public and when to do that and when, you know, you can be arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't don't take no chance though. Okay. It says it, it said it is widely reported that it was once illegal in Hartford specifically, but I never seen a specific reference to where it appears. But of course, it still may well have been since the blue laws in Connecticut were numerous and included many weird things. The yes. rationale was that Sunday was meant to be a day of rest and dedication to God. Um, 
but we call these blue laws. These were laws that were thrown in just because, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's possible it could be still in the books. Blue Very laws. possible. Okay, blue laws. I, I saw some other laws. I was like, wow. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. So, so clearly we don't have those kind of laws in Illinois. Mm, crazy. All right. That's the, that's the, did you know, if you're ever in Connecticut vacationing and you're in Hartford, just watch, watch your days. <clears throat> All right. Get it in on Saturday. (laughs) All right, let's keep it moving. This I think this is one of the topics we you know, as as the old preachers used to say, we won't be before you long. Mm. Because uh, clearly I wanna help, you know, some people set the atmosphere right, uh, with the concept of the mistletoe. All right. Uh, and, and, and so we, we are talking about this evening, uh, holiday highlights last like, week we talked about, you know, the Christmas caroling. Um, this week we're talking about hang all the mistletoe, right? And clearly, um, I wanted to dig a little bit more into the whole hoopla around, um, the mistletoe and what we do with it. But also, you know, there are many families and traditions who uphold, um, <laughs> the current use of the mistletoe, all right? And so I, I want to give a little bit of history and bring us up to date, but then also, you know, get some insight to, to you all and how you use the mistletoe um, in, in your particular uh, home or wherever you are as it relates to this season. So here we go, right? Um, the mistletoe, right? What is it? And so I found some information that was very interesting, and it says that um, – the mistletoe is a plant that grows on a range of trees, including willow, apple, and oak tree. And so uh, back in the day when they began to uh, assess what it was and, and how it, you know, um, uh, grew and all that good stuff, the ancient Anglo-Saxons noticed that the mistletoe often grows where birds leave droppings. So perverted white people. <sighs> droppings. Okay. So the name mistletoe comes from two Anglo-Saxon words. (laughs) Mistle, which means dung, and tan, which means twig or stick, right? So you can get where um, that particular concept comes from. Birds poop on the trees. This is what grows. And so some of the things associated um, with the mistletoe is, of course, it's famous for its stolen kiss power. But I found interesting, though, some of the things that um, came about uh, that goes with the mistletoe. Uh, some history was that it's, sim- it's a symbolic herb that dates back thousands of years where the Greeks were known to use it as a cure from everything from menstrual cramps spleen disorders, and the Roman naturalist um, noted it as being used as a bomb against epilepsy, ulcers, and poisons. Hmm. Um, Pliny the Elder noted it, right? And so it also says that the plant's romantic overtones um, most likely started with the Celtic druid of the first century because the mistletoe could blossom even during the frozen winter. Uh, the Druids came to view it as a sacred symbol of um, vivacity, and they administered it to humans and animals alike in hopes of restoring, restoring fertility. Follow me. So the mistletoe was uh, pre-Viagra? Um, 
I think so. I like that. I'm just trying to okay, follow. I'm just trying to follow. But it also was used for epilepsy ulcers. And she got that good knowledge. I'm just trying to follow, though. <laughs> right? It was also used, you know, to mm-hmm. help restore fertility. Okay. And so um, another famous chapter in the Mistletoe folklore mm-hmm. uh, comes from Norse mythology. Yeah. Right? That part I knew. Okay, about the the god Odin's son Baldur. Yeah, yeah Baldur and Loki. Lo- Come on, Loki. I say, is she back? No, I'm just no, no. <laughs> Loki. She said she thought Loki was was black. <laughs> like I, you know, somebody need to name their kid that. With the key on the end, just what you thought because of the key. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but the story goes. Here we go. Um, uh, Odin, God Odin's son, Baldur, was mm-hmm. prophesied uh, to die. And his mother, Frigg, mm-hmm. the goddess of love, went to all the animals and plants of the natural world to secure on an oath that they would not harm him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Frigg neglected to consult with the unassuming mistletoe. So the scheming god Loki mm-hmm. made an arrow from the plant and saw that it was used to kill the otherwise invincible Baldur, right? And it says here that um, the, the myth is that gods were able to resurrect Baldur from the dead and hence delighted Frigg then declared the mistletoe a symbol of love and vowed to plant a kiss on all those who passed beneath it. And it was also used as a sign of love and friendship in the Norse mythology. I don't think nobody with a mistletoe hanging right now has any thought or care or concern about Loki, Baldor, Odin's son, Captain America, Black Widow, Black Panther. What? That came with the mistletoe. The purity. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And and how Well are you right. <laughs> on the stick tree. Right? Doodoo Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go fast forward a little bit, right? Here we go. Okay, where are we going? Let's talk about the kissing custom. Okay. The custom, right. The kissing custom. Right. Dates back to the 1500s in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it always goes on to say that um, the earliest recorded date mentioning kissing under the um, mistletoe was in 1784 in the musical. There was kissing under the mistletoe in the illustrations also of the book Christmas Carol published in 1843. Um, and so the, the thought behind that was with the original custom was that a berry was picked from the sprig of the mistletoe before the person could be kissed. Mm-hmm. And when all the berries had gone, there was no more kissing. So we got two concepts here. We got where if you're standing under the mistletoe, mm-hmm. you can still a kiss. Mm-hmm. But then in some practices, you pluck each berry off and you kiss as you pluck the berry off. And then when all the berries off, the mistletoe is gone. Ain't no... All the kisses are gone. One, oh, no, I think once the flowers, you know, it's a flower then. So it grows after the bird poops. Right? 
So, 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 yeah. So, and and they can be up to five feet. The mistletoe. So I can imagine. I, you know, I think some people exaggerated a little bit with that concept of you know using the mistletoe, right? You pluck a berry off for each mistletoe that you have. Mm. You have like a two foot. <laughs> I I I. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I didn't even know anything about. I don't think I, I probably didn't pay any attention to it, but uh, I think I was in my mid-20s when I found when I started paying attention to what white folks was doing, because mm. black people didn't play that game. Really? I don't think black folks bought into, I'm standing under this mistletoe, so, hey, hey, you standing under oh. that, let me get up on you real quick. I don't mm, think black folks, really? we wasn't going. It, when you look at TV and movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because then you have mm-hmm. people running around talking about some. Hey, girl, look what I got right here. I'm just walking around every party holding. Hey, girl, really? Look at it here. Look what I found. The middle toe. Yeah. But that's how the Europeans did it. No. See, we were always, but it was always, for us, it was always, like, it just had to be hanging yeah, somewhere. that is true. It was never about it, like, you going to grab yeah. it mm-hmm. and force something. Right. Right. And uh, so, listen. Go ahead. A- another part to this custom word was uh, men were allowed to steal a kiss from any woman caught standing under the mistletoe. And refusing it, the kiss, was viewed as bad luck for her. Mm-hmm. Not for him, but for her. Mm. Right? <laughs> so even back then... Bad look kissing. for her if she didn't kiss him. If she refused to wow. kiss under the mistletoe. Wow. Okay. Right? So, so I was like, okay. I wonder how that actually rolled out. You know, did, did they leave it alone or did they wish, curse them, right, at that point to say, hey, gonna have bad luck on you for the rest of your life because you did kiss me under this mistletoe. What what did that look like? Hmm? That's interesting. Hmm? That's yes. interesting. I, I think that's uh, I, I equate that to to the kissing under the mistletoe to the same thing as catching the garter or the uh, oh. or the b- b- bouquet at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. <laughs> Put it like that. Sorry, y'all. I don't mean to be like whatever. You get my text. Oh my god. Um. Uh, so hence. The um uh the 18th century right is mm-hmm. where it became more widely incorporated into Christmas celebrations mm-hmm. and so a little bit about that um, when it first came to the Western Europe some tried to ban the use of the mistletoe as a decoration in churches mm-hmm. um, because of some of the old stories about it but many still continued to use it mm-hmm. and most notably York Minister Church in the UK used. Um, to hold a special mistletoe service in the winter mm-hmm. where wrongdoers in the city of York could come and be pardoned. Say that one more time. Uh, York Minister Church in uh-huh. the UK. And what, to, what year was this, 1800s? Yeah, a little bit after that. Okay, okay. Uh, um, used to hold a special mistletoe service mm-hmm. in the winter where wrongdoers in the city of York could come and be pardoned. Remember, so remember some some used it as a sign of friendship, love, and acceptance. What's, what happened? The snoring is real. 
I thought I was a grown man over there. I was going to get mad. Hey, buddy, find your own couch. <laughs> Y'all are so funny. Uh, uh, so, so you know, there was that. And then, so obviously, um, it was practiced in the early United States mm-hmm. um, in the 1800s where um, Washington Irving referred to it as Christmas Eve from his 1820 collection of essays, The Sketchbook, um, Jeffrey Cranion, Gent, where each time a couple kissed under the mistletoe, they removed one of the white berries. So um, when the berries were gone, then the kissing stopped. Hmm. Right. And so I think for me, um, you know, I see obviously the fake ones in the stores, right? And, and, and just thinking about, I've been in some homes where they have it as a decoration, but I often wonder, um, do, do people embrace the concept even of it versus just the decoration? I know some who do, um, and some who just, you know, obviously for the pretty, you know. When I worked at um, Comcast, the technicians had them hanging up all over the warehouse. <laughs> what? What? So when the, the girls who worked the um, the counter where you paid your bill yeah, and had to get a new cable box, Anytime they needed more boxes, they had to come to the warehouse to get the boxes. Really? So they had them all, and they would be sitting there waiting, and they could see the cameras in the back. So they would be like, really? oh, here she coming, here she coming, and they go running back there. And be like, hey, hey, you don't, you don't see that? You don't, you don't see that right there? They'd be like, oh, I ain't got my glasses on. I don't see nothing. Oh, that's back. funny. Yeah. All the time. Uh, that is funny. And, and so I brought this up, y'all, because obviously, um, I thought about the concept of affection, mm-hmm. even, you know, with couples, mm-hmm. um, some couples have a rough time right now, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I'm not, you know, going in any particular direction, but, you know, love is love, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think about this particular, um, mistletoe theory here and the essence of what it brings, um, you may say, well, well, why are we talking about this right now? Mm-hmm. Right? I just have a couple of questions. If we stick with that theory of the mistletoe is a demonstration of healing, it's a display of love and affection, right? The first question I want to pose is, are you positioned to give love or get love right now? Mm, that's good. Right? Because because we can we can put all this decoration up, we can get all these songs together, mm-hmm. but, but when it comes to you being around people and how you interact with them, mm-hmm are you positioned to give and get love right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something to think about as to, are are you conditional? Mm-hmm. Right. Because for me, it's not a time to be conditional with your love. It's not a time to be conditional with your kindness, especially in, in, in relationship. Um, this is definitely a time of season where I see the most friction in domestic violence occur mm. because there's more um, uh, conditional, love and affection and care mm-hmm. going on right now because of the season in the um, materialistic, right? Mm-hmm. From it and not necessarily focused on how can we look at the other side of this season, which is embracing and giving the gift of care, love and affection. Right. Hmm. So, so I want you to ponder that question. You know, are you in a position to give and get love? Because even if you're on one side of, I just need people to love me. And if you don't love me, I don't have anything for you. That's conditional. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's another part to us that says, uh, especially as it relates to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, 
is not just about getting love that is a particular human need. It's also being able to give it. So giving love is a need just as much as giving love. All right? So so think about that, right? Think about your position and where you are when people see you. I'm talking about those close around you. Are you approachable to be loved? Hmm. Right? Are mm-hmm. you approachable to, to be loved? All right, you got it. So here's my next question. Okay, go. All right, since we're talking about kissing, are your lips puckered to welcome a kiss or is it an introduction to rejection and dissatisfaction? That sounds like a like a real um, kind of dip doozy of a question. Right? Are your lips puckered are to your receive lips puckered? a kiss? Right? To welcome a kiss? To welcome a kiss. Or is it about to lead into you telling somebody, you know, get out my face? You know, you know, our lips still still frown, right? Oh, you're talking like twist it up. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> or like, you know. Yeah, come, you know, like come, come on, let me hear you both too. Here right? come this. Goofy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look like that all day then. What? Really? And everybody should know that's how love goes. It's good for the soul. 